Our missionary knows this very well. Ann Diamond has been serving the Lord on the mission field for over 20 years, 20 years in Ireland. She and Larry have done such an amazing job reaching the lost and letting the light of Jesus shine through their lives. Larry passed in 2011, and I know Ann will share this, but uh, it, was a, it was a game changer, really. But God. Somebody say, but God. But God. And God is continuing to use this great lady. I don't know her very well, but I already just love her. I love her spirit. You know, uh, you know when you're just knit with somebody and you just kind of click? I felt like we clicked with, with Ann. And uh, I want you to know, lady, that we are going to take you close to our hearts. You've been hanging on our wall. Well, not literally, but you know what I mean. You probably feel like you're hanging on some church's walls. But you've been part of our missions roster for some number of years now. But I want you to know that I feel um, that I can speak for a good many of this church. They're going to take you close to their hearts and take you to another level of covering and prayer and support. And so thank you for training, for equipping, for loving people in Ireland. Ann Diamond's going to come in a moment, but before she does, I want you to just see this little glimpse of her ministry in Ireland. My journey in missions began over 26 years ago when my husband Larry and I took our two small children to Zimbabwe. In 1993, the Lord brought us to Ireland where we've lived and ministered since. The Lord took my husband home in October 2011. What does that mean for me in missions? How do I go forward in this calling without Larry? The Lord made it clear to me that my calling didn't end when he took Larry home. In fact, I believe he's opening even greater doors for me in the future. My passion remains to love and worship Jesus and to help others love and worship Jesus. You might wonder why I've got keys in my hand and I wear keys around my neck. After Larry died, the Lord assured me that his peace and presence, which is represented by these keys, would carry me and open doors that no one can shut and shut doors no one can open. So I believe there's greater doors than I can imagine even that are before me. What I love about the Irish is they've taught me they don't really care what I do. They want to know who I am. That shows you that relationship is the Celtic way of evangelism. God's given us great favor in this nation over the last 19 years to build relationship and trust. And I know that he's going to open even greater doors for me to build upon that foundation in the future. That's been possible because so many of you have been praying for us and supported us so faithfully over the years. Now I need your support more than ever as I continue this journey. Your investment in me is an investment in this Celtic nation that is less than 1% evangelical Christian. And those needs are great. The needs are great spiritually, the needs are great financially. 
I hope you can hear my heart that I love this land and God has called me here. Jesus has promised to hold me strongly and I am firmly in his grip. promise to hold us all firmly in his grip. Amen. And there's not a day since he took my husband to heaven and where Larry now no longer sees in part and he has got final victory and he, he, he's in freedom dancing on those streets of gold to this day May 19th, 2013, Pentecost Sunday, where they all gathered in what? One accord. There's unity. God commands a blessing when the brethren and cistern, <laughs> when his body dwells together in unity. So it's no wonder the devil does his darndest to get us all wound up over stupid things <laughs> because he commands a blessing when we say no and we come together and that's what we've done today and God's already here and the Holy Spirit's inhabited this place doesn't matter who comes up here because of the Spirit of God he's already been preaching his word and, I, and just, I, I just feel like I, I'm supposed to declare what happened here at the altars earlier. And I read it in the first service. It's Isaiah 42. Because I feel the Lord wants to declare over La Palma Christian Center and thank you for your partnership. Because I don't go without you. And it blesses my heart that I won't just be a picture on a wall. Because especially with the prophecy, you're prophesying over me to nations God told me that about six months ago, and here I'm going to Argentina before I go to Ireland. And I don't get it, but I need, I can't do this without the body and without us interdependently functioning together and praying, each in our own giftings. Does that make sense? So I want to declare the new day over you. Is that okay? Because you came down here this morning when we were singing. God was singing over us. It's not over. It's not over, church. It's a new beginning. Hallelujah. I was back in Ireland um, last month, and I was getting ready to preach my first message at one of the little churches that Larry and I have sewed into since 2004. And I told God, God, I feel like I'm jumping off a cliff. Because this was really, I'd been back a couple times since Larry died, but this was really the first time I came back as Ann Diamond, not, Ann and, not Larry and Ann Diamond, really. And I felt like I was jumping off a cliff because of what he's requiring of me, which is total trust and abandonment. Because he told me shortly after he took Larry home, it's a new day. And so I'm declaring it over you. 
Isaiah 42, verse 9. See? And you have to have eyes to see and ears to hear this morning. Lord Jesus, I just pray right now for vision and hearing by your Holy Spirit, Lord God, that we open our eyes, we open our ears, we open our hearts and not lean on our own understanding, but acknowledge you in all our ways that you direct our paths this morning. So give us your ears to hear and eyes to see this morning. And may your word penetrate and transform us. In Jesus' name. Verse 9. See, we got to see it. The former things have taken place, and new things I declare. Before they spring up into being, I announce them to you. And that's why I felt like I needed to announce it. I'm declaring it over you today. New day. Sing to the Lord a new song, his praise from the ends of the earth. That's what we're doing in our worship. And then go over to verse 16 because this is what he's shown me. And all I can do, beloved, is display, demonstrate. You say, what do you do in Ireland? This is it. I can only demonstrate and um, display what he has deposited in me. Okay, and I've not done this itineration before by myself. I've not done all this stuff, but it's a new day. It's a new day. And then God told me, verse 16, I will lead the blind, because I feel very blinded sometimes, by ways they have not known. Along unfamiliar paths, I will guide them. Boy, is that me. I don't know about you. This is unfamiliar territory he's taking me through. I will, here it is, we sang about this in the, on one of the other songs. I will turn darkness into light before them, make the rough places smooth, and I will not forsake you. So that was just extra, okay? That was a declaration of what's already been happening. Amen? Can you receive it? Because we have a choice this morning. We have a choice. I had a choice when God took Larry home to respond and move forward with the Lord because he told me your callings and giftings. It's Romans eleven twenty nine. 29. Your giftings and callings are irrevocable. Irrevocable. Unrepentant, some translations say. They, they're there. That's his eternal purpose for you. Amen? Amen? So the new day, when does a new day begin? When you go celebrate Sabbath with the Hebrews, when does a new day start? Sun set. Sun set. So a new day, let me tell you, I've been through these dark hours. Midnight, 1 o'clock, 2 a.m. Dark, 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 grieving. We don't grieve like those with no hope. But we grieve. And grieving is the hardest work I've ever done. I grieve for my kids, but I can't do the work of grieving for my kids. They have to sow their own tears. Does that make sense? So I've had to sow tears and their eternal purposes because they have to sow into the ground for the Lord to bring them back up. Does that make sense? Okay. So the new day, the dark hours, you cling on. You're being, I'm been, I've been being carried. I was telling pastor, there's this grace, there's this favor, there's this peace, one of my keys. You know, Isaiah 60, verse 17c says, let God's 
peace govern you. Govern you. Govern you. Let the peace of God rule your heart in Colossians 3. So in his peace, I can move forward. And then last fall, probably it was after the year anniversary, November, December, I began seeing the light of the new dawn. Now, I still grieve. Again, I don't grieve like a person with no hope. But something shifted. And again, I had a choice. It's at Psalm 23, yea, though you what? Walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You don't camp there. You walk through the valley of the shadow of death. So while I'm there, this isn't, this isn't how I planned it, but I think this is what the Lord's saying. Um, Isaiah 43, if you want to turn there, you can. Isaiah 43, the first three verses. So I'm in Ireland last summer. That's when we did this video last June and July, and my assignment was to close down our home that Larry and I had lived in since 2004. So yes, we were missionaries in Zimbabwe from 1987 to 1991, went to Ireland, oh, 1992, went to Ireland in 1993, and we've lived there and ministered there ever since. Our two children we raised in Ireland. My daughter married an amazing Irishman, so we got Ireland in the family. And then my son married an amazing Texan. That's where I'm from and where my daughter was born. <laughs> my husband, bless his heart, he hated Texas. And here he marries a Texan. His son marries a Texan. His daughter was born in Texas before we went to Zimbabwe. It's just kind of, it's kind of funny. I just threw that in. But I'm in Ireland to shut down my, our home, and we'd lived in it since 2004. We ministered in Cork for 12 years, and then the Lord took us west as the first missionaries going west. And now that's where the ingots are. We have mutual friends that they came over as well and joined us in the West. And um, I woke up, and I went into my bathroom, and I'm brushing my teeth, and I just start crying. Any of you ever hit a wall in the middle of, even though you know God's with you, even though you're firmly in his grip, I just, God, I can't do this, What? I don't get it. What are you thinking? Yes, I'm boasting in my weakness. That's all I've got. Ashes, ashes. And he uses these ashes somehow. And my eyes go over to my bathroom window where this is plastered. And this used to be hot pink paper, but it was in the bathroom window. So it does, the sun does shine on occasion in Ireland because this has faded. It only rains in Ireland twice a week about, you know, once for three days and once for four days. Truly, it rains. That's why it's so green. That's why it's so beautiful. But I'm crying my heart out because, you know, Larry's everywhere in my house. The pictures on the wall, his chair, his greenhouse. He was a gardener. He grew vegetables. His, 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 he filled a room. That's just what he did. And I had to walk through the closure of this, go through, get rid of everything, sell his green, you know, all of that stuff. And my eyes just glue to this verse, which has been very important to us over the years. That's, hence, it was in my bathroom window. In fact, my daughter wrote a song with these verses, and she sang this song over her daddy the last few weeks of his life. And this was what the Lord said to me that morning when I was a puddle of tears. Fear not, Anne. Now, you put your name there. Put your name there. Fear not, Anne, for I have redeemed you. 
I have summoned you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Why? For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, who has called you by name. And what two words do you think my eyes, it was like a spotlight on them, pass through. He'd already told us the when part, when you pass. We knew it was when you pass, not if you pass through the waters and the fires. It was passed through, and I'm going, what are you saying, Jesus? That's what you're doing. My beloved daughter, Anne Louise, we're passing through, and you must pass through, and pass through you will. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will pass through the waters and not drown. You will pass through the fire. You won't be burned. For who is the Holy One of Israel? Our God Almighty that calls you by name. Amen? So it's been a journey. Did you see the journey theme in the um, video? My husband was all about journey. And when cancer struck, it wasn't, oh, God, why? I mean, we were believing for healing all the way through, obviously. You guys were probably praying with us and for us. People all over the world were praying with us and for us. And it was God who navigated us through that. I mean, there's not many missionary families where you find their adult children in the same city at the same time. And because my son was still at North Central and my daughter had graduated there and they, she and her husband were working there, all my kids and granddaughter were in Minneapolis. So we were able to go there, walk through what we didn't know would be three short months together until the Lord took him home. And we were all there together, all the people Larry called, to, he basically led us how to pass through to get his crown because none of us had ever done that before. And it, I told the earlier service, a tangible, tangible presence of the Lord so that nobody can tell me the enemy stole him away because God, it's like in our bedroom, he saw Jesus face to face. And then what do you think happened? My son... He's 28 now. He was 27, and he was, bless his heart, still working on his BA because he and his bride married early from a master's commission um, two years. And he goes, Mom, and he goes and gets my guitar, and he goes and gets his baron. Does anybody know what a baron is? It's an Irish drum. And he said, we got we to gotta worship. So Dad's on the bed, and we sing, Carry Me, which is an Irish, ancient Irish hymn. And the Lord did something within us all to be able to walk what's coming next. Because it's not been easy. All of us have grieved differently. And I don't know why I shared all that because I, didn't, I don't share that often. But maybe perhaps someone needed that this morning of what you're walking through. So Ireland, less than 1% evangelical Christian. Yet... I don't know if you've ever heard Ireland's the land of saints and scholars. Have you heard that? It's true. Um, traditionally, Ireland knew how to marry saints and scholars, the, the spiritual with knowledge. Sometimes we have a hard time doing both of those things. We're either all theology 
all up here, or we're woo, 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 like totally out of control there. And yet God, by his Holy Spirit, Pentecost Sunday, he calls us with the spirit of the sovereign Lord. And so the Lord had me go back to my calling outside of Larry. And um, that's what I want to prophesy over you this morning. Because for those that have ears to hear, this is for you. And I ask you to catch it. Just like Pastor was singing and prophesying over us. This is, what, this is one of the things Larry and I have done in Ireland for many years, is just teach people how to hear the voice of the Lord. Because prayer was never meant to be a monologue. It's a dialogue. And we have to make space to listen. True? He created human beings, not human doings. Because we're, we get too much value and satisfaction out of doing. We would much rather busy ourselves than be in his presence. And yet, let me tell you, that has been my lifeline. I couldn't stand up here this morning without showing up in his presence every day and allowing him to deposit into me so that now this morning he can pull it out and display his splendor out of a broken, weak, all those pieces you talked about this morning. Somehow he brings them together and whew, brings life and healing and restoration. And I want to hear some testimonies of what God done in you this morning by his spirit. Amen. And so he's had me go back to when he called me. Because when he called me, he used Isaiah 61, verses 1 to 3. And you can also turn to that. Um, because he said, and, I, and again, I prophesy to you this morning, that the spirit of the sovereign Lord, Pastor Steve, is upon you. Because he has anointed you to preach good news to the poor. Karen, to bind up the brokenhearted. To bring freedom to the prisoners release them from darkness to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor favor rests here guys if you dawn it, if you put it on and the day of vengeance of our God and that's the seriousness of it because again we have a choice we have a choice to walk in that favor or we have a choice of disobedience and we're going to see the vengeance of the God I'm just saying, okay so to proclaim the years of year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort those who mourn he said Anne how did you expect to comfort people without going through it to comfort those who mourn to bestow on them a crown of beauty for ashes the oil of joy for the spirit of heaviness and garment of praise for despair you know why because you my sister are a mighty oak you're a mighty oak to display his splendor. Mighty oaks start with little seeds. And let me tell you, they go through. You see the, the drama this morning? These guys in the red, these guys that were carrying the... It wasn't just an easy journey, you know? Jesus was calling them and holding them. But there was some struggle going on. We have to walk, you know, in this world, what? You will have tribulation, but be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. So that's where we have the choice to partner 
with him and what he's doing. I'm telling you, my whole, Larry and I, probably back in the 2000, maybe late 90s, 2000, our whole world was turned upside down with the revelation that we don't have to pray and ask God to bless our ministry. Because if we ask him what he's doing in La Palma, if we ask him what he's doing in Ireland and ask to join with him in what he's already doing, he's already preparing the heart of that neighbor or that person in the grocery store or that fellow student. He's already moving. And if you have ears to hear, you can join with him and be that voice to bring them life. And then you don't have to pray for his blessing because he is already blessing what he's doing. Does that make sense? It's kind of a little shift in our understanding of missions because prayer meetings used to be the most boring, unattended meeting a church ever held because we brought our lists instead of coming into the Lord's presence and being still and know that I am God. And Lord, what's on your heart? How do I pray? What is on your heart? What is your heart breaking for God? Who are those broken people that you've been anointed by the Spirit of God to bring good news to? Because let me tell you, the world is pouring out bad news. You turn on the TV. You, turn, you open your technology. We live by our technology. There's bad news blasting your families and your friends. And yet you have the privilege to carry the anointing of the Holy Spirit because he dwells in you to bring good news and watch atmosphere shift. You want to change in your home? You carry what God's depositing in you, the Spirit of the Lord. How do you get that? You make space. You give him time. You surrender your list. Does that make sense? Again, human beings, not human doings. But that's what we're created for, to bring him worship. We, when, in our prophetic training courses where we teach people, we, we, we provide a safe place to learn and practice, to hear the voice of the Lord. And we have people journal. Does anybody journal? Well, we've been teaching this a long time, and I journaled, you know, as a teacher of, with my husband. We partnered in all of this. But I journal a few days, maybe a month, and then, you know, four or five months later, pick the journal back up, and, you know. But since Larry died, I think I'm on my eighth or ninth journal. It, it, it's a season, I understand, because this is my lifeline. But journaling doesn't mean for me, we teach two-way journaling. This is that dialogue of prayer. I don't know why I'm sharing this, but. <laughs> you want to know what I do in Ireland? This is what I do. So you pour out your heart, what the Lord's saying. Thank you, God. What are you doing in La Palma, Lord Jesus? What do you have? And then you ask him, after you've poured out what's on your heart, you make space. What are you saying, Lord? What are you speaking into these circumstances and situations? Well, my beloved Aunt Louise, I am with you. I have never left you and forsaken you. I am here. I am the I am. 
the holy one who has called you by name. You go look up your name. That's what he told me. I went and looked up my name, Anne, Favor, Grace, Louise, famous warrior. Who knew? But this is the two-way journaling because we make space for the Holy Spirit to move. And let me tell you this morning, guys, he's wooing you right now. Holy Spirit wants you to come, wants you to respond, wants you to surrender. Ooh, that's hard for an American. <laughs> it's hard for a Westerner, you know. The Celtic church before the Roman Catholic church ever came in was the Celtic Christian church. Who started that? St. Patrick. Anybody familiar with St. Patrick? Not Roman Catholic. In fact, in Ireland, the St. Patrick churches are actually Protestant. He wasn't Protestant either. He was a born-again spirit-filled. There's even documentation of tongue-talking, miracle-working Patrick. I have a good friend in Minnesota, Dr. Carolyn Tennant. She's a teacher. Well, she's a retired professor at North Central. She teaches at our um, seminary in Springfield now. She came and did one of the ladies' retreats here in Southern Cal. Anyway, she's done all these studies on Celtic Christianity, and my family's been blessed to not only participate in some of her um, retreats that are held in monasteries, but just to share life. In fact, that's who I'm going to Argentina with. So um, anyway, Patrick came and went to the high kings. He went to the, the druids, you know, the, the, the ones that were ruling the principalities and powers of the air. And you know what he did? He lit a fire. He lit a fire. It was on the Hill of Tara. It still stands today, the Hill of Tara. In fact, they had to stop building a motorway because they weren't going to let it go through and mess up the Hill of Tara. They do that in Ireland. Near me, there's a fairy tree. You can kind of imagine what a fairy tree is, where the fairies gather. And it took two years for the, um, the city to come up with plans to go around it so as not to take it. This is the superstition part of Ireland that I live in. So you can see that there's this both-and stuff going on. There's this deep spiritual heritage that's there, and there's a hunger for, for things spiritual. But if we, as the body of Christ, don't move in and bring the truth, all that darkness stuff happens too. Does that make sense? So the Lord has called me to carry light, and what does light do? That's it, my sister. That's what light does. And so in this season that I've been in as a whatever, broken, messed up woman, <laughs> but the season I'm in, the Lord doesn't let me go in rebuking and binding in. He has me go in and carry what he's deposited in me and let this light disperse the darkness. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Okay, so I'm going back in July. Thank you, church, for making that possible. I've been itinerating since August, and God's giving me favor and grace, and I don't get it, and I'm not complaining because I'm a well, overwhelmed and amazed at his goodness. And um, just like what your prophecy said, I don't know how this stuff works, but I know if, we're, if we position ourselves under... The Holy Spirit's anointing, then somehow he 
opens the doors no one can shut. He shuts doors no one can open. And maybe perhaps this morning, the Holy Spirit, Pentecost Sunday, is wanting to do an adjustment, an alignment. You know, we go to the chiropractor and get aligned. Just maybe there's a Holy Spirit adjustment or alignment that you might need this morning in order to realign under his eternal plans and purposes for you, which are irrevocable. Is that for anybody? Is that for anybody? So he has given you keys, peace, presence, provision, whatever they are. I heard Pastor did a sermon on keys on Easter. So whatever those are that he has rhema worded you for, I believe he wants to line that up this morning and realign ourselves. Because how many of us, you get a word from the Lord, by the time you get in your car and drive home, you've gone up here. And you've either tried to figure out how it's all going to go together, that control thing, or we've completely talked ourselves out of it because it's so impossible. And that's where the realignment needs to take because it's really not our business. His will, his bill, told the first, first service, that's one of, we've always had all these cheesy sayings, but they're God-given, his will, his bill. If it's not his will, he doesn't pay for it. If it's his will, even if it's the 11th hour and 59 cent, he, he comes through. And for 27 years, I've been a missionary, and I can testify that this is true. This is true. He gives grace to fools and children. People always raved about, just like your kids, they're amazing. God gives grace to fools and children, huh? <laughs> I'm not calling you guys fools or children. Don't, don't get me wrong. But that's what fit for Larry and I because our kids love Jesus. They just love him. That's that grace. And just, just little things like that. Anyway, I don't know. God will never leave or forsake you. He's never left or forsaken me. And maybe I just need to pray that over us. Oh, no, I need to share one more thing because Pastor, this morning, I shared this and um, I know it hit some bullseyes and some people's hearts. But remember, under the context of he never leaves or forsakes us, even though, bam, somebody dies with no explanation. You lose your job, you whatever. <laughs> Let me just read you Isaiah 43. Oh, no, that's what I read here. So it's Isaiah 45. Okay. And this is <laughs> almost, I almost, um, hold on. Yeah, Isaiah 45. Okay, I almost forgot it because this is one of the scriptures for you this morning. Verse 2, I will go for, before you and will level mountains and break down gates of bronze and cut through bars of iron. How many of you need him to do that for you this morning? Need, you need some bars cut through. You need some gates broken down. Okay, listen to this. I will give you the treasures of darkness. Riches stored where? In secret. This is all about that being, my brothers and sisters. 
so that you may know that I am the Lord your God of Israel who summons you by name. Let me tell you, the riches that I've been mining since my husband went to heaven have been in dark, dark places, secret places. And sometimes we complain, and the Lord's saying, no, 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 no. Be still. Be still. I've hidden you in my quiver for this purpose because I'm sharpening and I'm polishing you. But the treasures that I have for you are only found in these secret places. We don't grow up on the mountaintop, guys. It's fun to be up there, let me tell you. But that's not where the growth happens. That's not where the growth happens. So can I pray this over you before pastor comes? Pastor's going to come and um, take an offering, and I'll share about that. But I really believe there are realignments that the Holy Spirit desires to do. And you might not have understood why you're in these dark places. But let me tell you, when we surrender and align ourselves, I keep looking at right straight down the aisle here, we align ourselves under the Holy Spirit's anointing and power, you're free. You're free to shift atmospheres. We use that word in Ireland a lot, shift, change atmospheres to bring his presence right in the middle of a dark place. So, Lord Jesus, I just ask in your precious name for alignment. Holy Spirit, come. Even now, anoint, rest on each soul here this morning that's reaching out to you to be aligned back in your quiver, if that's where you've placed them, back under the calling and giftings that are eternal, that are irrevocable. I call in alignment in Jesus' name. And I just bless and impart, Lord God, with this beautiful body of believers, increase, increase, increase of hunger for your presence, Lord, that we won't be satisfied without going and resting in your presence and finding out what it is you're saying to us, Lord, to give us those ears to hear and eyes to see in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And we will respond, God. We will respond. For he wants, in Jesus' name, he wants to take you, guys, to a place you haven't dreamt of yet, Pastor. You haven't dreamt of it yet. But because of who you carry and the anointing and authority he's placed on you, that mantle, it's being increased. It's being increased, Pastor Steve. It's being increased over your pastors, Pastor Mark, Pastor Moses. That mantle is being increased. And don't, don't worry about it because then we learn how to walk and move and have our being in that. Amen? So don that garment of praise. Put it on this morning, guys. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. And Diamond, everybody. Our missionary. Thank you for
for your word to our hearts today. Realignment. You know, folks, the important thing when you're going through is just keep going. Just keep going. Don't get stuck in the middle because we'll all go through, we'll all pass through, but we're not to set up camp there. I like that. Folks, I want you to dig deep today. I want you to be generous. I want you to give today to the ministry that God has for Anne. Now and in the future. We don't know exactly what that will look like. I don't think Anne knows exactly what that's going to look like, but she's willing. So ushers, I want you to come. And if you're making a check, I would like you to make it to La Palma Christian Center. And we're going to make sure that Anne is blessed today by the church. Just mark the envelopes that are on the back side of the pew. Just mark Ann Diamond in the, men, in the memo or on the back of the envelope there. But please make the check to La Palma Christian Center if you don't mind. Amen. So, Father, we desire, God, we desire a harvest at all times. And so we must constantly be sowing seed and planting so that a harvest will come up. And, God, we recognize immediately and very clearly this good soil that is Ann Diamond. So we plant in this soil, God. We ask you to bless Anne and all that she does. God, open new doors of opportunity for her, Lord. And the word that you've spoken to her, God, as she processes this word, Lord, make it clear to her what exactly you have in the future for her. Bless all who participate. And we give you thanks and we give you praise as we pray it in Jesus' name. All things are new. Ooh, 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 ooh. All things are new. Ooh, ooh, ooh. All things are new. Ooh, ooh, ooh. All things are new. Ooh, ooh. Sing that part. Something is turning. Something is moving. Turning around. Turning around. Seasons. Seasons are changing. And everything, everything is, is different, different now. now. Here comes the sun. It's piercing through the clouds. You're closer than you think you are. You're closer than you've been before. So look to the sky, help is on the way, and our God is faithful, and faithful to save, it's not over, come on stand up on your feet, it's not ending, it's only the beginning, it's only the beginning, it's not over. things are new. 
Come on, and aren't you thankful that with God all things are new? Amen. Come on and put your hands together for new beginnings today. New beginnings, new start, fresh anointing. Amen. Butler, would you take Ann out to the foyer for me? Ann, do you have a card right there handy? I want to show this. Ann's got some prayer cards. And I would like you to put this where you would uh, see it most regularly. So probably on a mirror or on your refrigerator. Because <laughs> those are regular stops for us, right? Put this on your refrigerator. Put a magnet on it. And, and you'll be reminded to pray for Ann every day. Every day. You can say a quick prayer for Ann as you're getting in your fridge. Put it on a mirror, maybe. But let's pray for Ann. How many would commit to take Ann close to your heart and really, really pray for her? Come on. This won't be for everybody, I understand, but I want to see who the Holy Spirit spoke to about taking Ann close to your heart. I knew he was going to do this. You definitely need one of these cards then. You definitely need one of these prayer cards so you can really cover Ann in prayer. Amen. Now, if you are new to La Palma Christian Center over the last, say, six months or less or, or, or something like that, I would like to invite you to pizza right now. Pizza with pastor. Amen. You going to come? Pizza with pastor? My friend back here. All right. We're going to meet in the friend. Uh, let's see. Are we meeting in the friendship? Friendship room right over here. Pizza with pastor, all of my pastors and their, their, their wives, all of my board and their spouses. We just want to get to know some new folks. Even if you didn't sign up, we'd love to have you come and just meet us and we'll get to meet you. Amen. God bless everybody. Have a wonderful day in Jesus. Ooh, ooh, all things are new. Ooh, ooh, all things are new. Things are new 